Thanks for coming by. Appreciate it. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're having a wonderful hump day. It is a good middle of the week day, isn't it? It's been okay for me. I'm starting to finally feel a bit better from the man flu. It was touch and go there for a while. I filled out my will. Don't worry. You will all get things accordingly. Uh, But I'm starting to feel like that's null and void now because I'm starting to uh, finally get back to my normal self, which is good news because, uh, well, I hate being sick. So, you know, there's that. Um, yeah, I, uh, in, in feeling a bit better, I felt a little, uh, a little more motivated to, uh, jump on here and do a blog read. Um, I wrote a post recently, um, that is in relation to the, the most recent book signing that I went to. Uh, oh, speaking of book signings, If you heard my last podcast, I kept referring to this Sunday as being uh, the the date of the book signing. I'm an idiot uh, because it's not Sunday, it's Saturday. This Saturday, I believe that would be the 12th. Let me confirm via my phone because I can't tell dates and apparently I can't be trusted with anything, including not hitting the microphone stand and causing a great deal of discomfort to my listeners. Uh, okay, so let's see here. Today would be, I could just do simple math and say, hey, today's the ninth. Saturday the 12th. Yes, Saturday the 12th is when our next book signing is. Saturday, January 12th at the Quarry Edge, um, uh, Brampton uh, Chapters location. I can't even say words. Basically, just type in Chapters, Brampton, Saturday the 12th, and remember it's between 11 and 4. Perfect. That's a really loud car going by. I'm going to try and get rid of that sound. Hopefully it doesn't come across, but you never know. Anyway, guys, uh, so yes, I, I wrote down a blog post recently and it was, it was in relation to, uh, that day and how I was feeling. And, uh, I, that day started off awful. Actually, I had a really terrible nightmare, um, the night before and, uh, I woke up rather, um, you know, rather, rather grief stricken, uh, as so often happens with nightmares. And so I, uh, I wrote down a few things and, uh, and, you know, originally when I, in my head, I I knew that when I went home after the book signing, this is prior to even showing up to the book signing. Uh, I knew that when I came home, I was probably going to write about that incident, the, the nightmare and, uh, maybe even throw in some of the book, but, the day took a, a 90 degree turn. It turned right around and it was all due to a simple act of kindness. And, uh, it's, it was something that means so much to me, um, that this person went out of their way to do this. And, uh, you know, to them, it probably feels like a nothing deal. Like they didn't really put themselves out to do it, um, just because of how kind that person is. But to me, it meant the absolute world and it really turned things around for me. So I wrote some things down and, uh, and I'm, I'm hoping to share them with you guys and uh, see what you guys think. And hopefully it's not bad. Hopefully you guys don't mind it. Uh, yeah, anyway, it's called page 33. And the reason it's called page 33 is because uh, the person that I'm talking about, uh, Catherine Kenwell, uh, a very accomplished uh, writer, 
and uh, has been featured in Chicken Soup for the Soul uh, and as well as Brainstorm Revolution. And uh, there is a myriad of other uh, avenues or uh, outlets that you can find her works on. Um, but she's, uh, she's she's such an incredible lady. Uh, I've only met her at like maybe twice. I've spoken to her a few times online, but if she feels like somebody I've known for a long time, do you know what I mean? When you meet somebody like that, that just you instantly sort of have, feel this comfort level around. That's the kind of aura that she puts off. Uh, very kind lady, very smart lady, well-spoken, but just has has an energy about it that's very comforting and inviting. And so that made what I wrote uh, a lot more, um, you know, free-flowing and easy, to be completely honest with you. Um, so I, I wrote this down and, uh, and I ended up posting it and sending it off uh, into the ether of the internet. And uh, Catherine read it and gave me her blessings on it, which means uh, a lot to me too. So I'm going to orate it for you guys here so you can hear what I had to say to Catherine and why page 33 is so important. That's the page her story starts on in Brainstorm Revolution. And uh, it is it is a great story. I highly recommend if you do have a copy of Brainstorm that you check it out. You read that story because it is a really good story. And if you don't have a copy of Brainstorm, what the hell is wrong with you? Why don't you have a copy of Brainstorm? I mean, come on. It's, it's out. in. It's out. You can get it on Amazon, Chapters UK, US, Canada. You can get it on Chapters Indigo sites. You can even reach out to, I don't know, me, and I could try to get you a copy. So, like, come on. Come on. Guys, get yourselves a copy. Um, now that that shameless plug-in promotion is over. I'm going to get right into the blog read. This is from amedicsmind.com, and the title of this is called Page 33. On the eve of what should be an anticipatory day of glee, I find myself rudely awake and not at all blessed with any sense of ardency. Tonight, when I lay myself down to sleep, I did so with the best of intentions. I allowed for my eyes to close, pushing away the trepidation that typically follows said act. Sleep is hard for me. Behind my eyes are where the bad things live. They hide there like predators awaiting vulnerable prey. Tonight, I chose not to focus on that. I instead gave acquiescence to the lids of my eyes to close and embrace one another as one. I inhaled slowly, deeply and softly. I allowed for the fabric of my bedding to massage against my tired and weary body. It wouldn't take long for my consciousness to take flight into the universe of slumber. Sadly, as it so often does, that flight fell from its soaring intentions and came crashing down on top of me, causing me to fall through the stitching and steel frame of my bed, right through the floor and into the pernicious pits of hell. What does hell look like for me? Well, on this night, it transforms the reality of what's around me and into the fabrication of awful things. Terrible things. For instance, this voyage into the nocturnal chasm of perdition saw me in an open field. Not a meadow. Not a picturesque landscape painted with divinity's brush. A barren place. A desiccated sprawl of desert that boasted far-reaching mountains. But even they failed to be beautiful. In the vastness of nothing, there was only one thing noteworthy for my mind's eye to hold on to. A casket in the middle of a desert wadi. It was solitary and neglected beneath a vengeful sun and sweeping plumes of ephemerally rolling sandstorms. I felt drawn to it. As I neared its lonely stature, I could see that it was not only coated in a white film of dust, but also our nation's flag. Upon the side of red and white, I now became stricken with grief. I knew who was inside. It was Colin. 
Though I could not see him, I knew it to be so. I fell to my knees. I could taste the horrid, granulated air that swept all around me. I could feel the punishing weight of the sun and its heat. My eyes began to burn. Before I could cry, I felt a sudden snap of a hand collide to my shoulder. It was Boomer's brother. He was asking me to move so that he could take my place in carrying his slain brother, Andrew, inside of a now-materializing church. I obliged. Hypnotically so. I watched as they carried one casket inside while leaving the other at my feet. I tried to move it myself. I felt like I had to. But it wouldn't budge. It was cemented in place, just like the memories of my fallen brethren. Manacled with immovability to the walls of my aching mind. Panic set in. I was beginning to cry and wail. Move. Move, you fucking thing. Move, God. God. God, please. I filled my lungs for one more powerful release. But before I could shout it, my body thrust me upwards and away. I was now awake and seated within my bed. Sweating, cold, and hot. My eyes burned and leaked at the same time. I could hear the ghostly orations dancing nefariously throughout my head. Come. Come. Please. I sat along the edge of my now unkempt bed and rested my feet along the cold planks of my wooden floor. I looked at the time. It was early, but too late to go back to sleep. I had somewhere to be. Today was the book signing, something I should have been excited for, and I was until my unsolicited trip into the horrid cove of PTSD. I stood in the shower for a while. I felt streams of water etch themselves to my skin, trundling atop of the bony landmarks of my lamenting bones. I hate nightmares. I really do. I detest them, in fact. If they could turn into human figure in front of me, I would pummel them without fear of repercussion. I would welcome incarceration at the murderous motivation of blissful sleep. When I arrived at the bookstore, I donned a mask of smiles and goofy wit. I tried to take comfort in those around me. I hoped that by being around them for long enough, I could remove the mask and the smile would remain. Real, this time. A task that was proving difficult amidst the haunting remnants of screams within my head. I implemented further distraction and evasion tools by asking the other authors to sign my book. I engaged with them and tried to feed off of their warm and loving spirits. I was fortunate that I was surrounded by some truly remarkable people. People like... Catherine. Catherine is an accomplished writer and contributor to Brainstorm, a book that I am also blessed to be a part of. After our first book signing at the start of winter, I finally got to meet Catherine. She is a woman of smiles and pleasing disposition. She is genuine and caring. Trust me, you can feel it from someone when it's real. She is also funny and playful. After the first signing, things progressed in a very modern way. Our friendship became real. We became Facebook friends. Now it was official. She would comment and share likes on my posts, blogs, and podcasts. And on those painful days leading into Christmas, she would offer hugs as a form of comfort and empathy towards me. It felt motherly, kind, and welcomed. As the date of the second signing drew nearer, she proclaimed that she was bringing not only herself, but a litter of hugs as well. Hugs for me. Truthfully, I had forgotten all about it when I arrived, as my burdensome mind was a little busy with less pleasing things. Awful things. When Catherine arrived, she did as she said she would. She brought hugs. Plenty of them. It was nice. 
A genuine hug always is. As I said previously, I was getting the other people, authors, to sign the copy of my book. Think yearbook style. Catherine was now seated at the signer's booth and waited for shoppers to begin lining up. I took this as my opportunity to head to the front of the yet-to-form line and requested that she sign my copy. She obliged all too willingly and with a smile in tow. When she was finished, she said that I had to read her inscription right then and there. I obliged. A smile was soon to follow. I skimmed through the aromatic pages of my book using my tired eyes to catch a glimpse of her page. Page 33. Once I got there, I could see the bold black ink from her pen that she had used. My eyes began to ingest her comedically kind-hearted words. Hug, 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 for whenever you need one. Catherine. <laughs> Catherine, my dear friend, I needed one, and you provided in a big way. The smile was... Very real. Thank you. Thank you so very much. This is the magic of the book. It really does heal. Even me, Mr. Brood. Folks, for me, there's a gift permanently inscribed on page 33. A thaumaturgy of hugs for whenever I need them. In my mind, I gave one to Colin. I felt like he could use one too. The rest of the day was mask-free, all thanks to page 33.